There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Is it Chad time? Is it time for Chad Gable to dethrone Gunther for the IC title? Thank you! Thank you! I think it is. And also, we're we're still live, right? Just just let us know you... We're we're, we're still live, right? I would like the record to state that I haven't touched a single thing since I sat down, so it can't possibly be my fault. Luke's not his fault either. Technical all, issues. All of a sudden, we were all set to go live and everything. Everything seemed fine. And then Streamlabs was like, nah. Nah. And then Streamlabs created a load of duplicate events. Yeah. Streamlabs hates Chad Gable. <laughs> Confirmed. Well, finally, yeah. we are launching this episode talking about Chad Gable. Yeah. You know, our favorite thing. It's what we've been wanting to do for literal months. And then Streamlabs is like, Nah. Jim said, no, ma'am. No straight. You're not talking about Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar? Mm. Absolutely not. Honestly, outrageous. Chat's confirmed. We're all okay. Goodness. You. Well, I am Luke Owen, D-A-D. I'm joined by the professor, the truth, Dan Layton. We are pretty dadly, and this (laughs) is the WrestleTalk podcast. Please do press the subscribe button. Give us a little thumbs up as well, and leave your comment down below if you're watching this on demand with what you thought of this week's episode of Monday Night Raw, and if you think Chad Gable should dethrone Roman Reigns. And if you're watching live, get in your i don't know what oh, it's yeah. called now well it's actually so apropos oh my gosh i've just realized because last week we decided alpha chats of course because omega, omega chats alpha we love the alpha academy chad gable should dethrone go so get in your alpha chats to support gable himself <sighs> so support at rest uh, restore.com forward slash support you threw me off there Dan, yeah, your, your excellentness i used to use the word support in its actual context and that was uh that this never been done on this channel before so um <laughs> wrestletalk.com forward slash support get in your alpha, alpha chats, chats uh, and let us know what you thought of this episode of raw and whether or not you think chad gable should dethrone uh gunther because i think it's a bit of a lively debate yes so tomorrow on this very channel myself and chopper Pete quinnell will be going yep. through our SummerSlam predictions mm-hmm. and i laid out in there that I think that Chad Gable should be the man to dethrone Gunther. And he threw back in my face, Seamus. Well, now I've, I've seen some people in the chat. Ilya Dragunov Ooh. should be the man, which I, I do very much like. Mm. Now, here's the thing. Here's my thing for all of them, right? 
two weeks ago on this very podcast, and I'll get the footage. I've got it ready if I need to. I said after the Viking rules match that I've been so enamored and impressed and in love with everything Chad Gable has done for absolute years. It was specifically the moonsault to break up the pin that led into the German suplex onto, I want to say Eric, but it might be Ivar. I can never remember which one is which. Uh, Viking Raiders bald. Not that one. The other one. Uh, Raymond Rowe. Fine. That was a moment where I was like, you can do anything. Like you're just, the, the, the thing with Chad Gable has always been for me that he is this kind of uh, incredible athlete right the way back to American Alpha, that incredible tag series they had. That was cut short too soon by t- taking Jason Jordan into the angle uh, storyline and then the devastating injury to Jason Jordan. Um, Chad Gable has always been this unreal Olympic pedigree athlete. And he's also incredibly talented as a performer. He's got this natural charisma. He's got chemistry with basically everybody. And it's that exact same thing that Kurt Angle always had, which was where I can see you doing Team ECK, benefit of those with flash photography, five second poses. And I can buy you when that bell rings to absolutely be a machine in the ring. Like that's that's always who he was. And that's the same with Chad Gable. So in that Kurt, moment, I was like- Kurt Angle and uh, I think it's like SummerSlam 2000 is doing the skit with uh, the jug boat, uh, the, the, the jug boat bands. Right. The jug band rather yeah. uh, with Edwin Christian. And mm-hmm. then a couple of months later is WWF champion. This is exactly what I'm talking about. That's the point. It's, it's this level of uh, credibility that you have. And, not, and Angle always talked about it, not being afraid to laugh at yourself. And I think Chad Gable has shown that with this gimmick, he's able to to pull all things off. Also, he's handsome. He's exactly what you want to be the face of your company. He's an action figure in and in, in of himself. Um, I think there's something, someone you could, if you wanted to push the right way, build the company around. And I was like, well, he's not there yet. He's got to do a lot to sort of get to it. He's got to do some rehab, I suppose, in terms of positioning him bios to be seen as that. You could do a lot worse than giving him a program with Jumper Jumper. <laughs> giving him a program with Gunther. Maybe it's because we put the aircon on, so it's cold, and I'm thinking about. <laughs> you can give him a program with Gunther and jump start jump. him. You can jump start him. <laughs> That's where I was going with that. Point being, I've been on this train for a while. Thrilled that you agree. Wouldn't doubt you for a second because we've been on the Alpha train. I do see the Seamus point. Because I see the Seamus point as well. That was an incredibly satisfying story. He's never had it. He's always wanted it. And I think in it would be very satisfying to see Gun- uh, Gunther lose it to Seamus because of their history together. Go back to Clash of the Castle last year, and then WrestleMania this year. Exactly. And even the SmackDown that they had, that was that, that match where he tapped out but didn't fully tap out. Yeah. So it was to, to make Seamus think he had. Oh, that was amazing. I was thinking about that earlier on when I was watching the G1. Oh, it was so good. Um, but to, to let you start talking in a second, um, I'm just fully uh enthusiastic and it what's the word it's uh, uh, uh the the religious word jumper Eat. <laughs> um evangelical Elated. i'm evangelical oh. about this um it what happens after a long reign we've seen it with Asuka right now she's kind of also there in a storyline between charlotte flair and bianca she's just following the third wheel in her, her own, her own yeah. storyline yeah. and that's a real shame with Roman Reigns, the idea I don't believe for a second that Jey Uso is going to win at the weekend. Mm. I think that Roman Reigns losing three times in a row is unlikely. I think um, that Jey has been built to be main event Jey Uso. I can see a world where he becomes tribal chief, but not the world champion. Because after a, re- a reign like a thousand days, that can be the most incredible thing. But what comes next? How do you take that moment and turn it into something? Think about Kofi Mania, mm. right? So... 
after Gunther's reign, you can use that to build a star in Chad Gable, I think, more than you can do for Seamus. And I, I will say this on tomorrow's prediction show as well, and perhaps I'm going to sound like the stuck record, the old man yelling at clouds here. They're on different brands. They are. It is, they are. It is hard to do the Seamus storyline anytime soon mm. when they're on different brands, unless you just go, ah, F it, doesn't matter anyway. Which is kind of their approach. Which, which is kind of their approach, but I find that to be a very frustrating approach because either commit or don't. Mm. You yeah. know, either S or get off the pot. Yes. Like there, there are two there are two worldviews here. Yeah. Um, so I have been a big Chad Gable guy for going back to when they first came up in, in NXT. Mm-hmm. And I remember back then he was getting the Kurt Angle comparisons then because he reminded everyone of goofy Kurt Angle, that that first six month run of Kurt in, in WWF when he mm. was the Olympic gold. You do not boo an Olympic gold medalist and all this sort of stuff. Uh, I'm the first ever Eurocontinental champion, apart, apart from, from D'Lo Brown, Brown, but he doesn't count. A very don't good you, line. Why are you cheering for him? He's a vampire. <laughs> the, the, the very goofy side of Kurt Angle, and he had the towel and everything, the whole ready, willing, and mm. gable uh, shtick that he was doing with Jason Jordan. Like He actually got completely revitalized Jason Jordan's run because mm. he was just tagging with Sean Spears and going nowhere. Well, Jason Jordan is a, is a, a specimen, like an absolute athlete, but he brought the but best was also kind of a presence is every yeah. is, is your average wrestler he but I, I yeah chad really brought out the best in in jason jordan exactly and like he has done nothing but like great work since he's come up to the main roster like whether no matter what position he's thrown into he gives it 110 percent and just absolutely runs with it. this whole alpha academy thing you know started as a bit of a like a oh it's a, a comedy tank team but they've made it work so much to the point where they've become genuine legit baby faces yeah. and adding maxine to this group has only made them get even more over things and this, that shouldn't work that start working exactly and this viking raiders feud has been genuinely one of my highlights in of wwe over the past few months it is my favorite thing in wwe right now every time they have a segment i am entertained and i'm Mm -hmm. having fun and i really really like it but on this episode we'll talk about the maxine match uh, Mm -hmm. in a little bit but on this episode we had a backstage segment where the alpha academy was celebrating with maxine after her beating valhalla in their uh, in their little match and imperium walk up now, Gunther and uh, Chad have been doing a lot of stuff on the house show circuit. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of like, we, I think if what people tend to look at is like, what are the house show matches? That's probably the direction we're going to be going in the next couple of months. So they've been doing a lot of stuff on the house shows. Um, and Gunther walked up to him and they sort of mocking them for, you know, celebrating the win that, that they got because that's not really, mm. what you're doing is not real wrestling. And he said, you wouldn't even last five minutes with me. He's like, all I need, five minutes? I could easily last five. I could last five hours. Mm. Gunther says, you're on. They didn't actually really set up like there and then. Oh, it's going to be a match and it's going to be a five minute. But when the bell rang, a little timer came up and they're like, it's a five minute match. I kind of figured that's what was going down. I think everyone figured they just didn't didn't spell it out of time, but they didn't need to. Yeah. They put it up on screen. It's a five minute timer. And they had this awesome match that was for the first two and a half minutes not a lot going on mm. because it was Gunther not thinking I need all five minutes here. I only need 30 seconds with this little man. So I'm just going to toy with him a mm. little bit. And he does his bits and he does his bobs there, but he's constantly looking up at the clock. And the more he looks up the clock, the more he realizes the time is away. running out and I've got to put this guy away. Otherwise I'm going to look very, very silly here. And I do not say this a lot. 
credit to Kevin Patrick and Corey Graves because I think they really got over mm. the seriousness of the five-minute time limit and the desperation that Gunther then found himself in. Because the final sequence of this five minutes was Gunther locks him in the sleeper hold and Corey Graves had this great call where he's like, no human man can last for you, can, can hold his breath for 40 seconds. Chad Gable's done. Yeah. Chad Gable's still going. Mm. And Gunther's looking up at the clock and he's got the sleeper on and the, the seconds are ticking away and this man is not tapping out. And so he lets go and Corey goes, oh, it feels like a mistake. A mistake. But no, Gunther just starts clobbering him in the chest and is like, right, enough of this. You're not tapping out. Powerbomb it is then. Mm. Hoiks him up for the powerbomb. Chad Gable reverses the powerbomb and takes Gunther to the outside. Three, two, one. Eh. The time limit expires. Mm -hmm. The crowd for this, by the way, were going ballistic throughout. They were so into Chad Gable. And that's, again, because of the great work they've been doing with the Viking Raiders and the mm -hmm. whole Alpha Academy uh, thing with Maxine. That's because doing. he's the tits. And because he's great. Like, you know, you mentioned um, the, the German suplex spot that he did yeah. with uh, 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 Ivar. Mm -hmm. Braun Strowman at WrestleMania. When yeah. he hit the Chaos Theory the chaos on Braun Strowman, theory. I was like, there's no way he's going mm. I leapt out of my chair. Yeah. You were sat next to me. I did, yeah. And he leapt yeah, into your lap. <laughs> um, so there are, and then Corey's like, Gunther's lost. Mm. And I go real like, this is a loss for this Gunther. This is a huge loss for Gunther. This is something that does not happen. The ring general does not lose. And they're about to announce Chad Gable as the winner. And Gunther grabs the microphone and he's like, no, 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 no. Win uh, no, no. Get, uh, give yeah, me more time. did announce it as the winner, and this is where it starts falling apart for me. I Carry think they on. were. I thought they were about sure to announce it. it. Like, they were halfway through, and he snaps the microphone and said, "No, give me more time. Mm. We'll do this more time." And they do. And what we get next is just an awesome match that, for me, now has way more stakes to it because Chad has shown not only can I go five minutes with you, mm. I actually might be able to outmaneuver you in some of these scenarios. And Gunther's like, well, I'm just pissed off now because you kind of made a bit of a fool of me and I really need to make a statement with you. And what they have are these incredible like counters and big moves, these huge lariats, these huge boots, these big, huge German suplexes from Gunther. But every now and again, Chad Gable might get in that chaos theory suplex, but he can't quite get it. Or he gets a deadlift German on him. He gets in the ankle lock. And Gunther just pops up out of nowhere and he's like, I've had enough of this. Mm. And just chops the soul out of his body, hoiks him up, chops the soul right back in. And he hoiks him up, chops the soul out of his body again, powerbombed him into the air and pinned him one, two, three. I loved every single thing about this. It was like Gunther was annoyed this went as long as it did. Mm. Genuinely irritated that he had to work hard and he was shown up by this little man. Yeah. And it was that moment there when I was like, that's the guy. Right. That's the guy that saw it. I was like, that's the guy that dethrones him. Yeah. Because there's your follow. And I think, you know, quite clearly setting this up, this will this will be the feud for the IC title once he beats Drew at SummerSlam. Yeah, they all, they have been doing that for a while, haven't they? So, sort of setting up the hit. Because this did this doesn't come out of nowhere and they don't do this without there being a follow-on in some way, shape, mm. or form, right? I feel like um that that is kind of what's coming. Yeah, and I, this kind of goes back to that point you and I were making in the lead up to Backlash, where th this is not. I, I had this thing where I was like, I'm annoyed that they keep telling me Gunther versus Matt Riddle is the program, but they're doing Gunther yeah. versus Ali on pay per view. Well, but this is a different thing of like, no, no, Gunther versus Drew is the match, yeah. and that's the match. But we are putting a little, you know, we're planting a seed 
this is something that we could do once the Drew match is finished. I think what's interesting is because I, th I think we know that this reign is going for a long time and until... It's, they, they are at this at this point they are pointing out there they're having him go up the the rankings yeah. they've done the top five and he, he's just beaten I want to say um, I'm not even sure I'm gonna check the there was a graphic rankings. on the Twitter account that I uh, that didn't see he but is, he's, he's close like, to Pedro Morales at this point exactly he it's the day after payback yes is when well he no it's not it's the seventh oh is it the seventh the day before the SmackDown after payback right okay yeah okay so uh, if I've done my maths right I'm pretty sure about that he, so, told, he told me it was the day after payback and I just believed him well. It's possible because I, I I'm just a pretty face. Um, <laughs> but I, I so we we know that's going to happen, and as a result, we're not waiting. The the peril is he's probably not going to lose it. Like there's always that one percent chance. There's always a possibility. It's mm -hmm. Logan Paul and Roman Reigns, right? There's always a chance that Drew McIntyre wins. But I don't think any of us have Drew McIntyre as much as I am salivating for this match. I mean, the match is going to slap. It's going to be the it's going to be the one of if possibly it's going to be the match stealer as the Gunther bruiser matches always are i don't think any of us think he's gonna win right gunther's gonna retain so they need to add some form of peril in there just to give us that slither of doubt it's the same thing i have with jay uso and roman reigns jay has pinned roman so we know it can happen mm -hmm. roman has lost twice in a row we know it can happen that's what hooks you in and gives you that moment of they could do it i don't think they will but it's providing you in narrative with a reason to believe a reason to suspend your disbelief and forget the sort of i'm a mark i know what's going on stuff um what's they're doing here is they're having imperium be a little bit fallible they're having the dissension in the imperium ranks i'm not angry i'm just disappointed which will happen we'll get to that um and by having gable go toe to toe with gunther that's showing that gunther is beatable that gunther can often be a little bit um hoisted on his own petard he, he certainly believes was, his own height he certainly was in this you know like his whole yeah reason for saying of this match is like you i you don't stand a chance you're a against me. you're a pipsqueak you stand no chance mm. against me you wouldn't last five minutes in the yeah. ring with me and gable not only did that but did then much went more. off in the other half and so well, i think that's what what is being done here it's to it's to sow the seed for a future gable feud and it's to provide us with uh, something else to believe that Gunther might be rattled going into Saturday. Where I start to diverge from you, and I am devastated to say this, and oh, I oh, here he is, everyone. Stop sorry, it! Sorry, oh, here he is. You yeah, said this whole stream up to throw me under the bus. Oh, here, everyone. I've only got a plate of chips around because Dan's about to piss all over them. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got a it's parade on? Vinegar. Who's got a parade? Here comes rain cloud over here. <laughs> I wanted to say naughty words to you just now. Um, I just. His, <laughs> I'm teasing, darling. Go, you wait, are, go but on. you're also. I know that's what the chat is saying as well. I know the comments are going to come for me. Look, I demand nothing but flawlessness because let me say, every single Alpha Academy run that, that we've had over the past few weeks, even the stuff going back into last year, I am the high. I, no one is a bigger mark for Alpha Academy and Chad Gable than me. All right, I am the biggest fan. Lest we forget two weeks ago, I was the first person on the channel to say this. Mm, I'm sod it. Believe in your own source. CM Punk logic. I was the only person to mention Chad Gable being the one to take it up from Gunther. So with this, when I was told I was getting this, I was on cloud nine. The problem was they they did stupid WWE booking logic things that frustrated the ever-living hell out of me. The match itself, the wrestling itself, unreal. Just a an amuse boosh of what we're gonna get. 
in the in the in the feud between them. Oh my god, can you imagine a full-on pay-per-view match that goes maybe 20 minutes with Chad Gable and Gunther? I want to cry at the prospect. They also teased the idea of they didn't hit the chaos theory. It yeah, but he could built, do but it. They could do it. It was all built around the idea that he could yeah. do this. He didn't do it in this match. But he could do but it. He could do and it. it's a different... And also, it, it, I didn't do it. And you know it's Chad Gable. So he'll go back to the drawing board and he'll be like, how do I do it? Well, wh- maybe I need to use the lower abs than yeah. my than the, of the 15 that I have. Like, that, that's what makes Chad Gable magic. And also, the match... Yeah, the match is just going to be incredible and we know it. And it's going to be something different that we haven't seen from Gunther before, mm-hmm. right? Like, we've seen a lot of clobbery Gunther matches and even the ones with Matt Riddle have been strike fests. Gable's a wrestler. Like, he can do the striking. He can do the kicking. He's a wrestler. It's going to be such an incredible prospect. I'm so high on it i want to stress that but then wwe does stupid booking things where i'm afraid they did announce that chad gable was the winner they said the match the time limit is over and therefore the winner of this match chad gable chad gable's up there going like that and then gunther goes no start the match again i want more and they went yeah right like and, and all we all we were told we didn't even get a, a re- an official just samantha Irvin sort of announced it they said yeah yeah, yeah it's going to be allowed like so adam pierce is just off there who comes out later in the show to do a little bit of like i'm telling you off heel but he was okay with with that one but there was no it, it just didn't make any sense and i think i felt the drama and i felt the um everything you've described on in both halves i felt right i felt the absolute drama of him being choked out by like clinging on and Gunther being frustrated and trying to batter him and, and knowing that I'm running out of time here. I felt all of that. And I felt that was cheapened by them taking it away, announcing the winner and then going, yeah. no, never mind, banter that off. Gunther won in the end. It would have been so much more satisfying if they had found a way to combine both halves of this match into one and have it be fully. Chad Gable did not pin. He did not pin Gunther. That was never in doubt. I don't think any of us thought that was going to happen. Gunther did not pin. Gunther did not submit. Gunther lost purely on a time basis and then you can go back into it next time because that's the heel getting the um the the treatment of like well yeah don't be such a don't be such a div next time like i i i it's the it's the logic part and and you're actually i don't disagree with you because there is the logic hole in there. How did this match get restarted? Yeah. Why did the match get restarted? It didn't need to. It cheapened it. it and I, but the rest I, of it was five that, stars. That's though. where I disagree. Because I don't think it cheapened it. Because I actually think that the time limit going into the second half heightened the drama of the second mm. half of this match way more if this had just been a 10-minute match. Here's another thing that could have done to make it better. Chad Gable goes, yeah, let's carry on. I think Chad did say. Like, did he? I don't remember that. I think that's revisionist. I d- but I don't know if that's just me... Dreaming. Th- dreaming and thinking <laughs> and thinking that is that is what happened but he did seem quite game for it it's like he, he didn't like he didn't run away from the from the prospect yeah. of doing so but i genuinely do think that the time limit was a genius aspect of yeah that part's because, not a problem because i think that added so much into the first half and it played into so much into the second half right and to your point you could have just done the first half of this with the time limit and then built this up after the the SummerSlam match but you do need to give Gunther a win going into the pay-per-view because as we all know wins and losses don't matter <laughs> so I don't think you do because that's my that was my point of giving us a little bit of peril because I think we all believe that he's going to win so I think he can take a a timeout loss to Chad Gable in this context and be absolutely fine maybe I mean, I, I don't think you are you're are totally off the the, the boil I'm there. Just grumpy. But... <laughs> I'm just grumpy. I'm just a grumpy sod. But I think I for me this this whole thing worked, and I really really liked how this was all put together. Mm. And I didn't. I I never had that moment where I was taken out of it. Maybe it's because I was just so invested in uh, in Chad and in Gunther's annoyance. And actually, as I put over again the commentary, I didn't have that moment where I was like, "Well, hang on a tick." 
why, why did this match get restarted? Why did this? Mm. I just saw this pissed off Austrian <laughs> yeah. that was just like, no, f this! I will not yeah. be shown up in this town. I'm gonna go knock that little guy out now and mm. prove that I, you know, that I, I would, I should have won five minutes ago. Do you know what I think it is? Is I'm more willing than most to suspend my disbelief. Like I have more leeway and lenience with a lot of things especially when i think it's just a bit a bit whatever it doesn't really matter it's just nonsense and they're not trying that hard so i won't try that hard when i care like when it's when i expect the best and it's mm-hmm. gunther and chad gable and i'm genuinely so excited for this yeah, that's fair. i it's like you you better not do any stupid logic things because i really want it to be the best well, the thing is dan is you're just such a wwe mark you just hate everything that AEW <laughs> i hate <does>. all things <laughs> i'm an equal opportunity hater i don't like any wrestling and i've never watched it before in my life <laughs> I, I i thought this was awesome but i do i to, yeah. to the the point of the the episode mm. do you think it should be chad to be the guy to beat gunther i think it depends what you want to do i think it shouldn't be i'm gonna take elia and say i don't think it should be just yet because i think elia hasn't debuted on the main roster i think it would be a little bit too much too soon although i would love to see the match because they will have because they because they had already and yeah. i mean that's a case in point. Someone who took the title off Gunther after a long reign mm-hmm. was Ilya Dragunov. We have the, the previous with that, and I think that was a success. Um, do I think Sheamus? I can see a really strong argument for it. Removing the brand split from the questions, there are workarounds you can do. If you want to do a hard brand split, maybe Sheamus loses and Matt shows up on, I don't know. But it was the money in the bank thing we always talked about. There are ways you can do it. I I think you can make a case it would be an incredibly emotionally satisfying moment, excuse me, moment for Sheamus to... Um, win that belt end of sentence win it from gunther even more satisfying Mm. so if you wanted to make that case i wouldn't fight you i just think you have an opportunity gunther has not only built gunther up he's built up the intercontinental title belt better that title feels way bigger than seth's belt way bigger than seth's belt and to that's to the point that you don't need to have two world champions that you've always said and i've always been a little bit like whatever i don't really mind there's an example of me saying i don't really care um I think if you want to keep both of those things going, Gunther as star and Intercontinental title as meaningful mm-hmm. and build someone else as well, I think it's Chad Gables. Because my, my thinking I, I had on this this morning when I was like, I could certainly, I would put Chad in a position to take the belt off of Gunther because also then I can move Gunther into that world title program, which mm. is like once he's lost that inter- Intercontinental title, I don't want to see him in rematches for that belt. I want to see that boy move into that main event and have those world title matches i'd even give him a month off after he loses it yeah actually i don't think that's a bad move like, and, and then just have him come back and you can do like if you have Balor with the belt do imperium versus judgment yeah. day as like a little mini feud yeah. i think that'd be awesome just just because absence makes the heart grow fonder and if you're worried about keeping someone's momentum after they lose something it just the worst thing would be for him to try and get a rematch do you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah i i would agree with that yeah i'm, I'm gonna suggest we do a poll oh um because uh, I there's a fourth name that I'm going to throw out there. Oh, I like. And I'm just going to ju- I'm going to throw this out to uh, to you guys, the the wonderful Swaff Nation watching us here. Who should beat Gunther for the IC title? Chad Gable, Sheamus, Ilya Dragunov, Pete Dunne. I thought you were going to say Pete <laughs> Cornell. Pete Cornell. Oh, but, the no. fourth guy. Pete Pete Dunne? Pete Dunne? Where's Pete Dunne come from? 
Well, because the the banging match they had when it, like for the NXT UK title. Oh, I suppose yeah. yeah. But it's just the storyline wise, that's come out of nowhere. It's, and oh, it would oh, be it would be mean. Well, to so, so, so so would be uh, so Dragonoff in a way. Yes. Like you know, I'm, I'm talking about if you would do a good story. Yeah. I'm just thinking of Matt. I would like to have more of on the main roster. Yeah. Maybe I'm just I want more out of Pete Dunne on the main roster because I mean he's right there and you're you're, you're choosing not to do it. I don't know who you're talking about. I have P- the P- Pete. Yeah. Dunne. Yeah. Who's that? Uh, I know Butch. Yeah. Oh well, he's a similar. Lad. That's the bit that I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, I've, and I've got the same issue I've got with Tyler Bate. Why, <laughs> in the blue hell, is Tyler Bate still in NXT? I think it's the question of what do you want. I mean, this is taking us away from topic, but it's the question of what do you want to be, right? Good. Like what? Be a yeah. Good, no, a good wrestling company. I, that's probably what I. Well, this be. is what I agree. I you're preaching to the choir. I completely agree with you. Um, I just wonder whether or not with moustache being a spectre still there's a limit or whether or not that's just that's just not how raw moustache mountain for a no no the moustache <laughs> the just for men of it all. um but yeah uh i think uh we've got the the poll has gone up however there's a slight misspelling on the dragonoff name ignore that everyone just vote for if you want to vote for dragon what does it say it's it is like dragonoff as opposed to Druganoff, which is is how it's spelled but anyway well let's do- be honest when he gets to the main roster that's what vince is going to call him <laughs> His first name, first name Dragon, second name off. Yeah. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. 
Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Anyway, please go and vote in the poll that is up right now. We're going to get into your alpha chat. Alpha chats. And let us know what you thought of this episode of Monday Night Raw, which I will do once I've loaded up the document. And Chew Baxter here says, Hey there, boys. I loved the Gunther vs. Gable five-minute challenge on Reddit. I fancy booked how challenge gets the IC- how Chad gets the IC belt. Three words for you. Oh. Iron Man match. Oh. Raw episode after the 8th of September. They go oh. to war for the belt in the final hour of the show. Ah, oh. it's a three-hour-long show, and you might as well fill it with an hour-long match. I'm not angry at that. That's a, that's a strong idea. Yeah, it is a strong idea. I gotta say, I do like the five minute challenge framing as well, by the way. I like the idea of you can hang five minutes with me and most of them can't. And yeah. then, I mean, it's a bit late now because you've shown us that it's possible from someone. What you would do is you would have Gunther be like, I've beaten everybody. Yeah. No one can take me for five minutes. And then four or five weeks time, Chad Gable challenges and yeah. gets there. Um, but I do like the idea of an Iron Man. Iron Man would be, be very good and they would, they would absolutely smash that as it's well. It's the battering of it all for me. The thing that I was really excited about, so I thought a bit of behind the scenes here, where I'm putting together the, uh, the, the the titles and the thumbnails for this episode, what I tend to do is I go to WWE's YouTube channel mm. and see what are the most viewed videos here? Because mm. that's a bit of a barometer for me to see, well, let's, what, peop- what are people interested in coming out of this episode of Raw? What are viewers telling me that's the big talking point? When the people who don't watch Raw in full on the night wake up the next day, their YouTube WWE, what yeah. are they looking for to see the highlights? What's exactly. the thing that piques their interest? What's the, and so I'm like, cool. That's the thing that's kind of driving a lot of uh, mm. traffic to them. So that's what people are looking to talk about. Let's well, What spin can we put that on there? You know, mm. it's often why we sometimes go with Cody Brock stuff because those usually tend to do really good views. So... When I finished this episode of Raw, I was like, man, I just want to talk about the Chad Gable mm. thing because I loved it so much and I just think he's such a, a special talent. I'm going to go on to WWE's YouTube page and it's not going to be the most viewed thing because it never is. This week it was. Wow. This week, like the video of him and Gunther mm. has outdrawing Brock and Cody brawling. The only thing that was outdrawing it was Logan Paul. Mm. And I was like, which, which, which obviously makes, makes sense. sense. But I was genuinely thrilled mm. that Chad Gable versus Gunther was getting more eyeballs on it yeah. than Cody and Brock having a brawl. And I think that speaks to Gunther as well. I think people are starting to take notice and want to see more of Gunther. And I think it's this idea of two people who can build each other up. I mean, like I'm, I love, I've loved watching Drew uh, in this return mm. program because he seems really excited. He seems really into it, right? Um, and it's when you get the, it's the same with Seamus. Gunther essentially revitalized Seamus's career. 100%. You yeah. know, and not, not not to take any uh, credit away from Seamus when I say that, because, you know. It, but in fairness, like Seamus was doing nothing. Yeah. He, and had been doing more or less nothing on the main roster for 10 plus mm. years. When you, of, when you find he just someone... sort of found himself in this sort of like mid card vortex. Thing. Yeah. But the Gunther future completely brought this, the, the Seamus that we've always wanted out of Seamus. He kind of had it with the Drew future. Yeah. He had it in the Drew future in the pandemic. Yes, I agree. Yeah. But like, but again, it wasn't in front of fans. So you mm. didn't have that fan interaction to go with it. Yeah, that's the kind of that's the genesis of it. And then 
it's it's meeting those people with whom you can have those matches that you really are passionate about yeah. and you really care about. And I think that's I think Gunther does it. And I think it's the it's the when you look at the roster, how many times have we talked about like WWE over the years, and I say we is the general term of wrestling fans, mm-hmm. the absolute state of their roster, like rammed full of talented people. And they're not sort of doing anything with it. I do think now we are finding more of that balance. We're getting the lineups where we're saying, oh, 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 hang on, who should we have with like Roman next? Like I'm like, well, maybe Bobby Lashley setting up his little team of people can have a little go. Or oh, maybe um, for uh, LA Knight, I want to see him with the United States title taking on the LWO or something like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Here it's Gunther and I want to see him against, I wanted to see him against Riddle. I wanted to see him against Drew. I want to see him against Chad Gable. Uh, it's just great it's just great and arkland tree here says hey guys it's an interesting one for you dan while they did announce chad as the winner gunther grabbed the mic and said no then the referee was called over by the guy with a headset on and they had a chat added more time so they did confer with officials oh the shady officials who live in the darkness love you guys jam that jam adam pierce is a coward and scared of gunther Well, let's get into the rest of this episode of Monday Night Raw. Actually, before we do, Dan, mm. can I just take, uh, I'm just going to take a quick photo of this. Oh, I see. Because I'm on Instagram now. You, you see, absolute Dan. hustler. I'm on Instagram now, Dan. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to put up an Instagram post while we're, we're, we're on air. Luke yesterday said, Dan, can I ask oh, you a technical sorry, sorry. question? I, I, I need to do that one again. He said, can I ask you a technical question? I said, yeah, 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 thinking it's going to be like about analytics or about, you know, um, how posts work, like what hashtags to use or whatever. He goes, these messages, are they private? Because, oh, okay, so I... Like I was, private messages haven't been a thing since 2001. Like, dude, it's, it's because I don't know. Like, <laughs> for all I know, I was writing on his wall. I don't know what it was. His wall? <laughs> I haven't thought about walls in years. I don't know. I don't, I'm new to the Instagrams. Like, I don't know these Talking things. about walls and things of uh, a long time. Joe, uh, today is a special day for me on a fully private lesson. This is 10 yeah. years since I moved to London today. Is it really? I'm a decade Londoner. I've lived here longer than I've lived anywhere else. He's doing it. He's literally doing the whole post now. Okay. So what I wanted to be, I'm going to post this on my Instagram now, on my, my Instagrams. And I want everyone to go and follow me on Instagrams and comment on this post. Uh, Chad is ace. Okay. And, and, Look and, at and, you. And, 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 I want, and I want every single person to, to go and do this. Get, get, hashtag yeah. Chad is ace. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag, hashtag Chad is ace. Hashtag content. Don't do too many hashtags. Maybe just Chad is ace. Yeah. Hashtag Chad is ace. Okay. Really is okay. DAD, okay. isn't it? One second. Like, uh, we are live on the rest of the podcast. About a second. Like, I, I, need, I need to tag you in it. T minus two years ago, this was a young, <laughs> vibrant, new media man. Now he's a dad. Oh, I've just got Instagram. <laughs> Can you show me? In fact, in fact, you say they're doing that. I've got a funny bit. Have you? Yeah. Uh, have you really? I've got a very funny bit. Here we go. People are already starting to like the photo. There we go. You ready? Yep. So if you put those at the end of your nose, <laughs> the absolute state of this. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I should just make sure that I've done this right. <laughs> he's holding his phone down there. And he's... <laughs> oh, 
Like it's it's all a, it's all new to me. Stuff and nonsense. It's all new to me, Dan. I'm trying to move away from a hellhole. Uh, I'm already up to 761 followers, Dan. There you go. But the thing, is, I mean, hey, what if I could get to a thousand by the end of this episode? Could, wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be something? Because it's it's now. It's still seven six one. But what if we went to a, a what, thousand? What if, it, what if it did? But, but what if it did? You know. What if it did? So thank you, everyone, for uh, obliging me in that. Yep, you have. Here's the thing. <laughs> so someone here said you absolute boomer, and there's a problem with that because I am a millennial. Thank you very mm. much. I am very much a millennial and proud to be one. I'm Gen Y. Ian, no, you're born eighty nine. Yeah, you're, but a me... you're a millennial with me. Gen X. Millennials are also Gen Y. It's oh. just I don't like being all like, I'm a millennial, so I'm Gen Y. Then you've <laughs> Be got proud Gen... of your millennialness. No, thank you. Then you've got Gen Z. Then you have Gen Alpha. And the next one, I believe, is going to be Gen Ruby and Sapphire. Um... <laughs> I've made that joke so many times. It's still very good, though. Thank you. Uh, so anyway, I'm on Instagrams now, everyone, and uh, I need the followers <laughs> to feed my tiny ego. So uh, my my frail my frail sense of worth uh, it requires you to to shower me with stuff. Hey, you know who else is on Instagram? Who's that? Logan Paul. Social media megastar Logan Paul. And he kicked off the show, didn't he? Do you think he? I could do a viral? I because was... <laughs> that's what Logan Paul wants I to think do. If you, I, think, I think if you super... I can tell you a thing or two about going viral. Sex joke. Yeah. Well, not only that, but I mean, technically you often do go viral. I'm because very famous and special. Well, yeah, okay. So we were talking before we started on eh? you You've been in Astaf. Uh, Astaf movie. Yeah, many yeah. times before. Yeah. And there That's are, my boy. And there are clips of you from, no, my from, boy. from those movies yeah. that go viral. They, they tick and means, talk all over the place. Which means, I mean, I suppose you could, you could give some of the, the credit to, to Tom. Yeah, like Tom worked hard and made the sketches but like my voice is the one that ultimately goes viral there and arguably i am a social media megastar so i'm allowed in the royal rumble yeah i mean I, I don't see why why not that's i i mean i all i'm saying is i think tom's probably done 15 percent of the work there. <laughs> <laughs> and you're a good that's true and you're a good 85 percent of the rest of it thank you very much so this open the show opened with social media megastar logan paul um and he actually got some very good heat uh, on mm. this episode of raw uh, and he, he was kind of looking for the Dom reaction. He was trying to get that Dom yeah. beat of like not being able to talk and everything. And the crowd did pick up on it and they started to go and like play along with a lot of it. And it was, I, I kind of enjoyed Logan Paul in yeah. this. And because he kept hammering home this viral thing, this match is going to go viral. Mm. We're going to go do things that go viral. That's what I do. I make things go viral and viral this and viral that. And I was like, man, he is such a douchebag. Yeah. Like he, this is a wonderful. I literally wrote that. This is, he's such an irritating person yeah. i'm not even gonna say character because i think he's like this in real life he's an <laughs> irritating person that wants things to go viral yeah and it works so well for this character that he's portraying which is slightly undermined when the commentator then going like oh this sure is going to be the most viral match of the night and i'm yeah. like oh okay it's, it's not logan paul been doing a character thing it's that's just the company think this match is going to do a viral it's true it's i mean i wrote and i remember when they tried to make this guy a baby face against roman reigns like he's just so good at being a dick that they just sort of leave him to it um i do think the commentators talking in that kind of like talking about okay boomer like that's the sort of like corporate speak that oh, we yeah. try and connect it to us don't tell us it, it's not cool do you remember if much of when mike tyson was involved right that they'd be like the part of what made it was that he's the baddest man on the planet. He's this boxing star. I and Mike Tyson. Tyson and Austin. Tyson and Austin. Uh, but imagine if they'd been talking instead about how how it was going to be getting so many ratings. Like imagine yeah. if they'd been talking about how oh 
Tyson being on this show is really going to help us with pay-per-view buys in the upper Midwest. Like, <laughs> no, that's not making it cool. Yeah, I, it's Pete brings this up on, on tomorrow's SummerSlam predictions, which is like, he's had quite a few viral moments mm. for WWE, mm. but they've all been ones that either he has done or it's, yeah. just, it's just happened organically. It is organic. When you try and force... A, a viral moment it's gone completely wrong like the, the money in the bank one went wrong i think mm. rick's flip over the ropes just didn't land as well both figuratively and literally as, as they had hoped mm. this isn't going the way that they thought it was going to go because mm. they are trying to force this yeah. into being a viral thing and it reminds me of when i worked for a by uh, one of my previous jobs and i made a video and the numbers weren't great for it and he's like well why don't you make it go viral <laughs> oh i didn't press the go viral button that's exactly what i said i was like well i didn't press that button in the back end of youtube yeah. the, the go viral bit um and that's kind of what i get with a lot of this because mm. like then ricochet comes out and he basically goes like hey look it's a guy that makes people pay for his content and again logan paul doing that thing we always does where he undermines the content be like no i don't right i'm all my content's free yeah which is you know it's true apart from patreon paywall and things like that so yeah. i don't know why ricochet even said that it makes him look like a dork mm. But then he's just like, yeah, we're going to have a good match. Mm. And they shake hands. And I was like, all right. All right <laughs> so, okay, yeah, okay, okay, I guess. Yeah. But then Logan Paul, mm. the big dickhead that he is, had the temerity mm. to say, your fiance is the ring announcer, Samantha Irvin. Mm. And when I win, she's going to say the winner is Logan Paul. And Ricochet was like, you mother... And, yeah. and they had a problem. I was like, why are you angry about I'm angry that your my wife is gonna do her job? What's irritating? So I had seen this line on Twitter before seeing it in the show. And I was like, that is quite a good line. Like the idea that like your girl's gonna call me a winner. It's kind of a, a dig. It's like one of those oh moments. And then when I saw it in action, it was very much like a here's the context for the burn that I'm about to give you, because some people might not know. Um, and I don't know where I sort of sit on that. I, thankfully, I was sort of distracted by the little mini brawl they had, which I thought was pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, and I liked it. And I thought they had some good... They do have good chemistry. I hope that if they are going to turn this into an absolute spot fest, they rehearse it to within an inch of its life so that it all pays off. Um, because... Which they will do. Well, they had the Royal Rumble spot, which was great. Like, I remember Super. watching it live and jumping out of my seat. And then the um, the money in the back spot, which didn't go so well because there are so many moving parts in the money. I don't know match. why they bothered trying with that one. It Absolute nightmare. But um, so if they if they do it well, this little amuse bouche. I've said that twice in this show. Shows us what it could be. So I am excited for it. And I, to his credit, I think Ricochet has got better with his promos throughout this, even if the material has been a bit wonky. Here's what I would say. Uh, Ricochet got a great reaction when yeah. he came out. This crowd were into Ricochet. So what happens when you out. press cheer dot wav? <laughs> I thought this was a genuine like, crowd reaction, so. and I was like, "Fair play to him. I, I, that's really good for for, for Ricochet." Um, I just thought the Samantha Irvin thing was so lame. It was a bit because, like, it was proper set up to be like, "I'm going to go home and I'm, I'm going to sleep with her instead." Yeah, but it was like she's going to do her job yeah. and announce me as the winner. Cut and, to her going. And, and she's like, no, I'm not going to. And Ricochet's like, oh, I cannot believe you've mm. sunk to those depths. It's weird. Setting up the next feud for Ricochet, which is Ricochet versus Samantha Irvin, when she says Logan's the winner. I hope so. Um, not Kathy Kelly interviewed Imperium. Um, Still hurts. And he was disappointed in his team for losing a lot, which in fairness they do. Uh, so he'd set up Ludwig Kaiser to take on Matt Riddle, which came next, which was really good hard-hitting action. There was actually a bit of in interference from Imperium that backfired. That's a really good near fall mm. off the Powerbomb V-Trigger knee. 
but then Kaiser kind of almost like powered up by Gunther's encouragement at ringside hit his uh, variation of a DDT for the win. Mm. Good, good stuff, this. Yeah, this match was a, uh, brutal. They absolutely uh, lamped each other. At one point, it looked like uh, Kaiser was genuinely knocked for uh, a loop yeah. um, by a four or a stiff forearm from Riddle. But they, they had a great flow. They had, I'm, always, I'm thinking a lot more about chemistry in, in the ring these days than I, I have done because I, we saw it last week with Becky and uh, Zoe. I think they have some good mm. chemistry. Uh, we've seen it all. I mean, like... Bullet Club Gold and FCR have incredible chemistry. Um, and I think this is a good example of these two have some pretty decent flow to them. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, Logan Paul was walking backstage and in interviewed by Byron Saxon, who said again, this will be a viral match. Uh, but he also did a, he's got a recurring gag about Byron being bald now. He says, said something, he called him bald and then he went, oh, actually, I am sorry about that, which is really funny. Like, I don't know why they've started doing this in there. Maybe Logan's going bald or he's about to come out with a, Help you get your hair back, kind Probably, of. Yeah, I mean, promo, there's promotion. so much caffeine in his other products. Yeah. So I'll put it in hair stuff, I guess. <laughs> I'm into it. Uh, they announced that Cody Rhodes has joined TikTok, everyone. So make sure you go and follow him. That would be such a lame thing to do on a on a broadcast. So you go tell people to go follow someone <laughs> on a social media channel. We've, what a um, bunch of lamos. We've been worrying that Cody might accidentally turn heel. And uh, going on TikTok might just do it. Yeah. I'm about to um, say 2-1. Oh, wow. Huge, if true. You can follow me as well, but I'm... <laughs> wildly successful oh, already and alex liked it alex queen of the ring <laughs> that's like by 82 people so far oh my god dad focus we've got a show to talk about because meanwhile <laughs> they showed a weirdly romantic cody and brock package <laughs> where it, which began with the phrase the saga continues what do we call it a saga well, i don't think so it's three matches yeah that's a saga <laughs> is it no well no it's a trilogy it's a trilogy i wouldn't call it a saga um and yeah it was set to this really like <laughs> weirdly romantic this really, like, s- notes. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really sentimental song like being don't let the memories fade of them like <laughs> battering each other and it just the thing that this package did was highlight to me how nothing has happened i know this <laughs> video all. package was a bad idea because this nonsense. video package shows like Brock attacked him on the night after WrestleMania. Yeah. And then Cody cut a promo. So Brock attacked him. And then and, Cody, and Cody cut, cut a promo. promo. And then they had a match and Cody won. So then Cody cut yeah. a promo. And then Brock attacked him. Like, and then Cody cut a promo. And then they had another match. And he Brock hasn't won. said a single word. So like, and it's the same thing in every promo. Yeah. He's wearing different suits. It's a different location, but every sometimes his arms in a sling. But every, how do I live without <laughs> every, you? Everything you say is like <laughs> that's the same words, but in a different order. And you've just used thesaurus.com. Absolute bollocks was this? Oh great! I got a lot of enjoyment out of it. Uh, speaking of enjoyment, yeah. Maxine Dupree versus Valhalla. They bigged this up something fierce. This is Maxine's debut. In-ring debut as a singles guy. Sean Rossap was talking about this on the Fightful Post Show. She was brought in to be a manager. She is like, you know, really early days Mm. in her wrestling training. She's working really hard at it, but this is proper early days to be putting her out there in this position mm. you know this used to happen in the mid 2000s hiring in models and just be getting well them one afternoon taking a few bumps and then sending them out there to fail on their ass yeah but here it's part of the character mm. that she is learning so she does arm drag she does some comedy it's like wow that's really good she mm. does a fisherman's boat fisherman's suplex it's not picture perfect but hey it's, that's it's, not it's bad. a good solid foundation there she hits her finish like that's a pretty solid foundation as well yeah if anything valhalla was the problem in this match she was messing things up left mm. right and center and then put her in a, ch- a chin lock to like 30 seconds in 
I thought for one second she was going to do a one-winged angel. And I was like, <laughs> that would have jumped the shark a little bit. Um, the, the pink and black gear. Oh, yeah. Absolutely beautiful. God, it looks, someone should have thought of that years ago. It looks, that, what a great color combination. I mean, when they were standing next to um, uh, Imperium, it really did look like Barbenheimer. It, did, <laughs> it was Barbenheimer. That's so funny. Um, I, yeah, I, the, it's so it's so interesting that she was brought in. That was, was a very good Heart Foundation joke as well. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Um, very good to, to know that she was, in fact, brought in to be manager. Because one of the thoughts I had during this was, Exactly as you say, the, the the moves looked good, if not perfect. They still look good, and I've seen a lot worse um, mm -hmm. from a lot of different wrestlers. Um, she it put me in mind of Trish, right? Who w started off as as purely there to be a bit of TNA, and then went on to become an iconic um, superstar in her own right. And hearing Maxine talk about the the singlet choice, hearing Maxine talk about how she likes getting involved this chemistry that she has and, and and it feel i think part of the reason we're all buying into it is that it feels genuine it does feel genuine it feels like she's really willing to she throw herself at it sells it so yeah. well i'm a big fan and i think that if you put her with finley put her with molly holly like backstage this is she could do a lot of good stuff and i'm really i'm really pleased for her her facials are so good yeah. in the ring and and as, she, as she sells fans, things so well as fans all we want really is someone who cares mm. And, and gives a go and like we want to see good stuff we want to see good wrestling but this is such an interesting moment to watch the genesis of someone who i think has the capacity to go on to be a massive star or a, a very a very big star like yeah. i think she's really good i'm she's, into it and it's a hugely overact yeah as well. i think mean, it's really really great uh I, I said this in my edited review but i'm 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 gutted that the six of them aren't getting something yeah. for SummerSlam. like otis and gable are in the the SummerSlam battle royal for nothing mm. and that's you know that's okay i guess like i think chad will probably get a good showing you might even win to to begin the program it kind of feel like it's a match there for la night to win yeah i would rather them have had like a kickoff show a, a six-man tag yeah. you know with all all six alpha of them rules. in there yeah and, and that the alpha rules match you do that at the pay-per-view mm -hmm. like you can do that on raw the following week sure and that's not the worst thing in the world you know they're doing trish and becky on on raw they're doing raquel and um uh ripley on raw mm -hmm. so yeah it's it's not the end of the world but i, I kind of wanted them to be on a big stage and get that really big traveling crowd reaction hopefully they'll get a proper spot i hope so in the match nakamura and champa had a little chat backstage again announced themselves for that battle royal which talked about there uh then judgment day came out for a promo um dom holding his belt like a lunchbox <laughs> just sort of uh, yeah, it's it, they, more or less they cut the same promo that they've been cutting for the last few months. Yeah, um, Dom gets uh, the the wonderful heat, and then they were sort of about putting Owens and Morgan on the shelf, mm. injuring Kevin Owens and, and Liv Morgan. That is poor Liv Morgan. By yeah, way. didn't get to say that last week. And then out comes Backel Rodriguez, who had a genuinely brilliant brawl. Yeah, Rhea Ripley. Yeah, this was full of intense. This was full of piss and vinegar. Mm. It was dead good. She was thrown around the ringside. It was really intense. Mm. And then she got distracted by Dominic Mysterio and Rhea Ripley chop blocked her mm. and Raquel had to act. And and this is where it fell apart a little bit because yeah. bless her cotton socks, she's not an actor. And I don't think she's very good at selling. And she, her screams and her yelps were so unconvincing. You know what I'm talking about with Maxine? Mm. You buy into it and you think she's genuine. What I see there is someone play acting at being her. Well, and this she is was, it. 
awful in the backstage segment with Adam Pearce later on. Yeah. Genuinely like an all-time terrible acting performance. And acting before Natalia would look at her and be like, oh, I think you should do a bit better than that next time. Like it was it was that level of like really bad. He's Natalia for that level of shit. <laughs> well, that is the barometer, really. Not on my watch. <laughs> um no, I it's a I I'm a little bit more lenient than you. I will say uh, last week with Liv Morgan, I God, I was so annoyed. Like she, she was doing the same kind of overselling, and it was like, I thought you liked pain. Wasn't that your gimmick for a while? Um, <laughs> or a week? It's that thing of like, you know, there's something about seeing wrestlers get real injuries and knowing, like when triple when like, well, I mean, Daniel uh, Brian Danielson's a great example. Recently, mm-hmm. broke his arm in his match and carried on. Bob Holly did that years ago. They kind of don't react when they're genuinely injured. And I don't know if that's because it's just the adrenaline flowing from the performance and then there's something, they know something's wrong, but also there's that mind to just get through it. Like Liv has done that herself. Um, Just finished the match. Yeah, finished the match. Um, I also think there's something about when you get hurt, you go, oh, something's wrong. And it takes a second for it to really feel the pain. And then Christ, also these are incredibly athletic, real people who can have an incredibly high pain Mm -hmm. threshold. So when you start selling it by going, ah, ah, I'm crying. And it's like anywhere, it's like too much. It's like, okay. From a chop block as well. Yeah. so that part i'm like chill out a little bit um but the brawl part brawl was awesome really and i was so good and uh, it's this thing of raquel being uh, more than just the sum of her back like she's kind of she has got a presence she was on nxt a bit of a, a bit of a monster um and i've been excited by the idea of you know her and becky they've teased her and Rhea. they've teased becky and Rhea as well um so I liked the fact that she got some licks in. I thought it was hilarious that Judgment Day were just standing there watching. Like, not that they could go and, like, take it to her, but they could probably stand in between. Yeah. But they were just sort of like, oh. Oh, dear. She, uh, Rhea's got this. So she, she's fine. Like, <laughs> really solidifying to <laughs> us that Rhea dom, is dom, the muscle. Dom, dom, step in, yeah. <laughs> yeah, kind of thing. Um, so, yeah. I, I, uh, I like Raquel Rodriguez. Honestly, everyone should go and watch her backstage segment. It is hilarious how bad it is I do, i'm i'm a little bit less <laughs> on this train than you i thought it was fine their match will be awesome their match will be on Raw? he said it's when you're cleared you'll get yeah, it so i wondered whether or not there'll be a surprise match at SummerSlam. it's already eight matches deep is it yeah, yeah. it doesn't seem like in the triple h era to be doing a nine match card even mm. if the battle royals and the pre-show which i suspect it might be mm. um we then got a, the first of two video packages to hype up Shayna Baszler versus Ronda Rousey. This is what I'm talking about. I've I've got very few notes on this. Yeah, I've got lots. That's fine. Genuinely captivated by it. Mm. I had a bit of a thing a couple of weeks back when Ronda had her promo yeah. outside yes. in the crowd where she was given word salad and she was just like, I've got to remember every single one of these lines mm. and every single one of these syllables. So I'm just going to get through it as quickly as I possibly can. So she just like rattled through every line. And yeah. nothing. This, this is what I was talking about this is what you should have Ronda do. Because mm. this was just, here are some bullet points for you to talk about. Genuine, real things that mean something mm. to you and tell us about it. Because these were genuine, real promos from Ronda Rousey and in particular Shayna Baszler mm. as well, talking about their history, kind of kind of explaining to, to viewers what the ultimate fighter is and yeah, the, right. the TV show. Because I don't know. Exactly how it works as the mentor-mentee sort of thing. And it was a brilliant history lesson of these two i kind of wish they'd been doing this for the last few weeks mm. as opposed to just doing all of this in the final week of the show mm. maybe this is a reaction to the you know the in-ring promo or the yeah. you know, the skybox promo that we got a couple of weeks back 
but it was just here's us talking very real on a very real level what this feud is and what this feud means and what this match means to us as individuals as characters and as people mm. i thought it was breathtakingly great yeah do, should we do both parts together um because i've got notes for both parts mm -hmm. i don't know if we want to split them up because obviously it was spread over the course of the show yeah well do, what should we do both of them now yeah so i um was kind of a little bit so because of timings today i was fast forwarding through i was watching on double speed the uh generally the promo segments um and then i slowed down for this one because i was like oh hang on they're doing something really interesting here and i wanted to because i was also captivated by it and i wanted to give it my full time i've spoken a couple of times about wanting to see a change in the production change in the way that they do some of these promos because we have now had uh, roughly 25 years of backstage segments and fourth wall and all of that stuff and it just feels like a little we need something fresh we need something new that's not to say to get rid of it entirely i, I do like in-ring promos as well i do like uh promos on the ramp backstage interviews a couple of backstage segments here and there and stuff yeah i would like more like this the sheamus and drew mcintyre training session for leading into wrestlemania because it feels real it's an elements of reality tv it's elements of the the preamble for a sports show when you watch uh, the premier league match or whatever i it, and it really allows people to buy into it because when you're not having to deal with the crowd when you're not having to deal with memorizing a script, when you can do takes that you can edit footage over if you need to splice together or Frankenstein something, you can get a better performance generally from people. And actually what happened here went beyond performance because it felt incredibly authentic. Mm -hmm. And there were so many different layers to it. When Rhonda's talking about her being a bartender watching Shayna Baszler in like MMA... It reminds you that we always think of Ronda Rousey as Ronda Rousey. You get the pictures of her because WWE want to sell the idea that they've got this iconic person on their roster. We see pictures of her on red carpets. We see pictures of her in movies. We see pictures of her with the belt. At one point, she was just a bartender hoping to get a break, right? And that makes her ascent to the top in the space of time she did it even more impressive. And what's great about that is because she's somehow watching Shayna Baszler. So Baszler's exactly. already doing the work before ronda's even on the scene which means then when shana gets onto ultimate fighter yeah ronda is her mentor yeah and like the the sort of it's like really this should be the other way around and you get the two lines here that were really great which was ronda said she was filling her space instead of meekly occupying it which i found so god that says a lot doesn't it about a person like we all need to fill our space like we should be rather than just being like sort of happy to be there and then shana was like i was way past being an up-and-comer which kind of, again, gives the context for everything. The energy was sad. It was reflective. It was it was thoughtful. It was personal. And then when we get to the second part, both of them shed tears. They That's one of the things I loved. And I didn't thing. expect it. Every single thing that they were saying, whether it be a, you know, talking about a memory that they have. Mm. And, you know, when even Shane is talking about her, how angry she is that she used to stay up. Like, Rhonda put us up in her house, mm. but sort of as a reward for that, I had to mimic all the to people that she was partner. fighting and be a sparring partner. But she never showed up for any of my sparring mm. days. Um, you know, she's close to tears every single time. Yeah. And Rhonda's close to tears every single time. And particularly when Shana brings up the kids. Yeah. It is a genuine, like, she's holding back these tears. But I, like, I have to say this because this means so much to me to say. Mm. This idea that outside of Rhonda and her mother, I'm the third person that got to hold her daughter. I'm her godmother. 
and she's never going to forgive me for what I'm going to do to her mum. And what's so interesting about all of it is that do I believe that these two actually hate each other and they're going to rip each other apart? No, it's a storyline. I think they're friends and they're doing well. But because they're using their real emotion, because they're talking about real things but twisting them slightly. So when Rhonda did get emotional, her one, which so took me by surprise, I didn't expect to see it. And I didn't expect for me to feel so emotional with it as well, was that she was essentially saying, when everyone turned on me by who she means us mm -hmm. the fans because we in large part did during that becky charlotte ronda feud it was like you know and it, and it was compounded by her insecurity letting her start being like you're all fake that it's it's fake yeah. insulting the business and by virtue insulting us kind of thing we all know that that's something that really affects ronda and she said shana was there for me shana never gave up on me shana never turned her back and it was that was a really emotional thing there's real emotion there for ronda to feel and then she talked about the story of the king and the stable boy. How when everyone, I can't, I'm paraphrasing it, but basically everyone turned on the king. The stable boy was kind. So the king gave the stable boy things. And eventually the stable boy felt entitled to those things and took out the king. What I love about that as a reference and her saying it very emotionally and very sadly and very thoughtfully, she's still framing herself as above Shayna Baszler earnestly yeah not out of i'm better than her she's saying like i'm the king in this story like she's not even saying those words but it's just so uh, deeply moving thoughtful interesting character stuff from people who you are right like you said a couple of weeks ago and they showed a clip of her her doing her speech in this and it they gave her a lot of words to tumble over and she did because she's not as confident in that as she is in the other things this was so brilliant it was great and i'd love to see more like it because it really feels fresh and different and lets your stars shine in ways that they don't get to otherwise yeah absolutely loved it i thought this was spellbinding stuff i genuinely thought this was like outside of the chad gable gun thing i thought this was the best thing on the show yes and I it, agree. and for a go home show you need to heat up matches that's the whole point of a go home show mm. this for me really heated up the yeah, match that I they're gonna wait. have this Saturday. the only negative i've got on this now is this an mma rules match and i've got this real like internal panic that it is a it's going to be overly gimmicky mm. and what they're going to do it can, it's going to go one of two ways either they're just going to have an mma fight mm. and whoever wins wins or they're going to do worked mma mm. which is genuinely terrible mm. and they'll do it with judges scorecards mm. strikes and, and everything else and I think the crowd might turn on yeah, that because would. it will be... That's not what they're there for. That's not what they're there for. It'll be overly gimmicky and it could be bad. Let's see when we get there, I think. I, well, I want to let this be itself I wanna, and I'll complain I, about the match. I, 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 I completely agree with you. It's just it's an internal worry that I've got because it is like they have MMA rules and it's like they have not explained what that is. Yeah. And when WWE don't explain what a match is yeah. before a match happens, it's always bad. Mm. May I remind you of a pitch black match? I didn't really mind the pitch black match. But <laughs> you were the fine. only person. <laughs> uh, we then got Shinsuke Nakamura versus Tommaso Ciampa. Eh. They did it. They did it that. But I expect yeah. Na Na Nakamura won. Uh, hook the tights. One thing I do. They, they talk about this a lot, and I've noticed a lot. Corey Graves was talking about how Nax never lived up to his potential. <laughs> um, who's in control of that? Who's got the pen in his hand? Yes. Who are the people who book it? Yeah. So stop telling us about all these people who've never lived up to their potential because it's all your fault. Next. I was so upset with this. It just it's, wasn't. It's Champa versus Nakamura. Yeah, they didn't even have a TV match. They just did some moves. Well, like Nakamura made his entrance, then they cut to something else. Yeah. And when they cut back, Tommaso Champa didn't even have an entrance. I was like, well, 
like you, but you've been back three weeks and you're already chumpetized. Yeah. You're just a lad now. And really what you are is you're, you're third place Ricochet mm. because Ricochet's been moved to a bigger program. But when you continue this uh, Nakamura Bronson Reed program that we actually dropped for a handful of weeks. We have already spent more time <laughs> on it than they have. Uh, so Brock came out for a promo. He speaks! And he played with the crowd, let them do the what thing. And he sort of played up to this. Um, he called out Cody. And much like the opening segment of this show, they shook hands and then they had a brawl. This was honestly rubbish. This ain't it. This, this ain't it. Rubbish this is. Yeah. So uh, the, 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 um, all we've been asking for is a bit of logic, a bit of a bit of why is he doing That's this? Something. Yeah. I just need something in this story. And you Brock Lesnar said, "I get paid to have a fight at SummerSlam, and my biggest paycheck right now is Cody Rhodes." This is essentially what what he could really what he said was, "I'm going to get paid to fight at SummerSlam." But that second half of that that I've just added in that my biggest I figured out my biggest paycheck is Cody Rhodes, so I took him out. Like that. That's that's all. That's fine. That's fine. That's all I need. Just something. Um, and then, yeah, I liked Cody blocking him from leaving, and I liked him going for a dive. But then he just bashed him. Loads. But, but the, oh, cool! Brock beat him up around ringside. Like I, I saw this literally two weeks ago. And do you know when I saw it before? Then two, two weeks, weeks before, before that. that, and then I saw him do it in a match, and then I saw it two weeks before that. Do you know when I last saw it in a weirdly romantic montage. I gave us this feud is just it's been going nowhere. And I, I know people got really hot on us when we did the uh, the, the is this stale mm. like is this storyline stale because people took that to mean that we thought that Cody is stale and Brock is stale. Oh no. And that's not what we Neither said. Of them are. That's not what we said in the episode. That was a lot of people misinterpreting what we were saying. But this story is stale as all get outs. You you're gonna struggle to find a bigger Cody fan than me at the moment. And I think Brock is a beast and I, I always love seeing him on the show and I always pop for him when he shows up. Neither of them are the problem. They're going to have a good match at the weekend. I just don't care. If this feud was a stick of baguette, if you hit someone with that stick of baguette, it would be harder than a Brock strike. The bread would be that stale. Ah, there you go. That took me a far too long to understand why we were talking about baguettes. But yeah, um, what, a, what a rubbish segment. And then they gave <laughs> yeah. us Gunther and Gable and that made up for it. That did make up for it. But yeah, it's just, I can't, I cannot wait for these two to do something else. Yeah. Um, we then got Becky Lynch coming out for a promo saying, and apparently they had advertised this ahead of time, they're going to have the Trish Stratus match now. Well, Becky I came out. I thought it was happening at SummerSlam. So did I, but they never said that. But Becky came out and the, the, the announcement, the following contest is scheduled for one fall. And then Becky's like, I think we should have a match now. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. are you not like i don't understand so yeah i was also taken aback and i wrote um this is where lita comes back then what happened well trish came out and said in her gear i was gonna do this but i've decided i'm not gonna do this uh and i'm not gonna do it at SummerSlam either i'll decide when it's going to happen so adam pierce comes out and said it's gonna happen right now and so the bell rings Zoe Stark jumps in and immediately gets the DQ. Which, like, fine. Which is fine. And I actually like the follow-up to this, which is Trish and Zoe walking backstage and yeah. being like, the rematch has happened. No, I, a bell rang. A bell rang, and then a, a bell rang, smacking happened, and then a bell ended. Like, yeah. that, the rematch has taken yeah. place. Like, we don't need to do this that's anymore. That's fine. I thought that's pretty... If, I wish they'd set that up. Mm. You know, if that, if that was going to be your payoff, 
set that up in Trish's promo. Or be, even... Like, Trish comes out and being like, yeah, we are going to do this match now, and I cannot wait to kick yeah. your teeth down yeah. your throat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam and Pierce Zoe... doesn't need to be there for that part. Yeah, and Zoe just jumps in. Yeah, you could have actually removed Adam Pierce from this completely, yeah. but just had Adam Pierce in the, the segment after. Yes. I think that there's a better way of doing this. Yeah. Um, and then they announced it's actually going to happen in a couple of weeks' time when they're in Canada, and Zoe's barred from ringside. Zoe was battering away, and I was like, ah, oh, this is where Lita comes out, and then Lita will be in Becky's corner at SummerSlam, and they'll have the match there. And then I was like, huh? All right. And yeah. then I just moved on. Here's what I will say, though, and this, this is my big thumbs up. You looked at your SummerSlam card and thought, that's already eight matches too long. Let's take a couple of matches off this. Let's not do Ripley and Raquel. Let's not do Becky and Crancy with all the women's matches. Let's not do Becky and Trish. Yeah. We'll do those on Raw instead, because mm. otherwise we end up with a bloated pay-per-view card. And nobody wants that. And nobody wants that Tony Khan. So... I, I, it's not even me this time. I thought that was that. That, in a nutshell, is very good. Then we got our main event, which was Sami Zayn and Seth Rollins taking on the Judgment Day, and you'll never guess what the crowd went ballistic for mm. this because they always do for Sami Zayn main events. Yeah. Sami Zayn in tag matches, yeah. the, the, the main event in Monday Night Raw, and the crowd just goes nuts for it, mm. and it's awesome, and I love it. But this this was a great match as you would expect it to be because it's these four guys going in there. The Judgment Day team was Priest and and dirty dominic mysterio of course um but what happened at the finish oh this was interesting this was a really great finish because i wasn't so hot on the match i just thought it was fine like for me i, I wrote it was a bog standard go home before a big show main event tag yeah. team rather than triple threat because ko's injured it's 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 every like raw main event yeah. for the last four weeks yeah but i i kind of every single time it happens i'm like that's ah, good it's it's great wrestling and it's and the crowd are always so hot for it but i wasn't so i just was like fine yeah and then it's easy to tune out of. yeah and then we got an interesting segment and i was like oh yeah you even saw me sit up yeah i was like oh because what happened is that damien priest hit the razor's edge onto seth rollins was gonna go for the pin and then thought actually could cash in now so he yells at Bala to get the briefcase he's going to cash in money in the bank right now and win the world title and there's a little moment of hesitation from Balor being like now and he's like yeah let's do this now so Bala goes and grabs the briefcase he gets up under the apron and he's going to hand it over but there's like this it's not a moment's hesitation of I don't want you to do this but it, at the same time, it is. It was enough of a moment's hesitation that it could look like it's either way of a, are you sure you want to do this now because he's getting back up? Or I don't want you to do this because I want to be the guy that wins the belt. Mm. And it was enough of a momentary distraction that Rollins did recover and he hit everyone with the briefcase and he hit the stomp on Priest and got the win. Mm. And Balor was like beside himself at ringside. He was angry, almost angry at himself that his moment's hesitation cost his friend from mm. winning the world title. And Priest pissing blood from his forehead as well. He's just like yeah. holding on to his face as they're walking up the ramp separately as well. Balor's at ringside. The rest of Judgment Day are going this way as Sammy and Seth celebrate. Oh, this was a really, really fun and creative finish. It was a nice bit of story because what's so interesting about that is if Priest did win the belt seth and finn already signed their contract so they're having a match but it's not for the title because the title's not involved mm. so finn loses out on that opportunity just does it is not like he just doesn't hopefully i'll get another one down the line from priest but mm. like he doesn't get to he'll still have the match he just doesn't get to take the belt off which will not scratch that seven year bitch um did you see that last week seven year itch 
Uh, I, I haven't actually watched last week's episode of Raw. So Finn said, uh, you're on holiday. That's allowed. Finn said, um, I've got this. It's, it's, it's been the seven-year itch. Now I'm going to make you my seven-year bitch. And I went, <laughs> and I went ha! Um, so, it's quite good, really. Yeah. So, um, But he, he wouldn't be able to scratch that itch because he wouldn't be able to take the title off Seth. So it would still be there. So the, there was that le- level of wrinkle as well. There's also the idea of like, you know, it's priests to cash in whenever priest wants. But this conflict of interest within the group where they're both going for the title or maybe where they're but when one of them already has the title there's so much like drama in there and like we are mates and we've we've healed our wounds but what do we do like it's so compelling i'm really intrigued by it and and it took me out of what otherwise had was a perfectly tune out match i um sorry put me back into what was otherwise uh, I'll go into this a bit more on the the predictions video that will go out tomorrow that Pete and I recorded earlier today. Mm. Um, I do think Balor's winning. Me too. I think the title is way more interesting in Judgment Day. Me too. I also it looks more valuable. I also don't think the priest is cashing in. No, at, at, at SummerSlam, I think it's I think it's a night for EO to cash in. I don't think they'll do both. You of think them. EO's going to cash in? I think EO might cash in SummerSlam. I don't think so. No, no. But I mean that's an interesting one. But I don't think they're just. Yeah, like... I, I don't think Priest is cashing in. Uh, uh, no, this I think weekend. that one's pretty certain. Yeah, but I am kind of. Yeah, pegged on. I think that Balor's going to win the belt. It just makes it's, the belt look more um, a thing that people want more than Seth having it. I, I'm, I'm, I don't think Seth's doing anything of interest with that belt. Like, I think it's, it's made Seth less. Yeah, I think it has. Like I, not not in terms of the crowd reactions. People still eat him up, but I just think that it makes Seth less interesting. Yeah, it really has. I don't think it's doing any wonders for him, but I think it would do great mm. within the Judgment Day. Mm, I think so too. So that was this week's episode of Raw. I thought this was a fine go home show. Yeah, like, uh, because go home shows are not the best weapon in a Triple H booking arsenal. He's not. No, he's not. He's not really known to do good ones. Mm. But I thought this actually every segment more or less was designed to hype up matches that are happening this weekend on the raw side of things and in some cases heated them up more i think you know the logan paul ricochet one for example cody brock maybe not so much but mm. certainly um uh ronda and shana i thought was was super oh my god and like on with the 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 gunther and chad gable stuff i did give this a four out of five perhaps that's slightly high mm. um but i did there's some of the stuff i thought, oh, I thought it was excellent well we've decided to be Cisco and Ebert now so i would also give it a little thumbs, thumbs up, up. And we've got our thumbs up, thumbs down, a thumbs in the middle poll. Uh, Mm -hmm. So go and vote on that right now. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. Please do get in your remaining alpha Alpha chats ding 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 this is your last call um rob burwell here says i'll throw to you for the bit Uh, the that's my boy no my boy bit is hilarious i listen to it anytime i need a good laugh also chad gable dethroning gunther as soon as he beats honky tonk man's record has to happen i'd love for it to be an iron man match making make beating gunther special um i should for people who have no context as of movie is an online sketch that uh, um Ashton Kutcher just loves. Um, he tweeted out the second one. That's what started to make it go viral. Viral moment. Um, I, and I do some of the voices in it. It's my friend Tom's thing. And and one of those sounds went viral on TikTok. My girlfriend didn't know it was me. <laughs> Blampier didn't know it was me. It yeah. was quite. It was quite something. Um, also, um, to this point, make beating Gunther special. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's the same with Roman Reigns, and it's it's. A championship reign is one thing. How you follow it up is a whole other story. There are a million possibilities, but it could go really wrong. I think you want to make 
Gunther feels special by having this be a real moment. Yeah, uh, we had our poll up earlier about who should be Gunther for the IC title. Gable was the resounding winner here with fifty-six percent of the vote. Uh, wonderful mod mother, uh, as apologised, was tired for, for her spelling, and that's you know these things happen. It's Dragonoff. It's um, difficult. It says Dragonoff, doesn't it? We yeah. know what we knew what it meant. Sheamus got twenty-two percent of the vote. Dragonoff got fifteen, and poor old Pete Dunne only got five percent of the votes. What's interesting there, like uh, to to be uh, Steve Kornacki from MSNBC a little bit, is that the fifteen percent and the five percent. You add that all together and it's still less than Gable. More people seem to want Gable than want Seamus or yeah. any of the other alternatives. And perhaps that's some recency bias. We're on a show where, 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 where Chad Gable's the lead. So maybe it's it's not a, a fair comparison. But I think most people have seen Seamus and gone, yes, it's Seamus's. But I, I honestly think it's Chad. But I, I, think... I think they've moved Seamus away so far away because they're on different brands mm. now from that story that it doesn't feel like that's the story that Seamus I think it's an unfortunate right moment that Seamus is... Uh, brilliant story of wanting to complete his collection uh, collided with Gunther. I do think you could probably have him do it in like a year's time. Like maybe he could do it at WrestleMania off, off Chad. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. We'll see what happens when we get to the Royal Rumble. Like um, brand split means nothing. You usually buy WrestleMania. So yeah, I don't know. Christopher Dunstan, who's been a member for six months in a row, says, Hello, I just want to say thank you to all the people who work so hard behind the scenes and all the talent. Today is my birthday. Jam that jam. Oh, happy birthday. Happy birthday. It's also to Pete's you. birthday. Of course it is. Yeah. Uh, and Pika Pig123 says, Does anyone else notice that Professor Dan Layton looks similar to Joe Gacy from NXT? Perhaps they are long lost brothers. Or Joe Gacy is Dan's evil American twin brother. I could not disagree more you look nothing alike outside of the fact you have hair and a beard i can't remember what joe gacy i don't look anything like joe gacy no this is joe gacy yeah no yeah you look nothing like honestly a uh, white man with a beard people do think it a lot kip sabian i'll absolutely take it you look a lot like him i look a lot like kip sabian. although less so now yeah it's gone for a whole different look but you know i i once tweeted that i am what I am an alternate universe version of Kip Sapien where he prefers chips to the gym. And <laughs> Kip Sapien thought it was very funny. He liked it and laughed. He did a little cry laugh emoji. Because I, um, I was like, noticed. <laughs> when I when I first shaved my head, I was like, you look like Baron Corbin. I was like, no, no I, don't. I, no, I don't. I've just got a shaved head. Yeah. And, and so has he. Yeah. I was like, I know. I know. Really, I, 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 there's only one person that I look like. Who's that? <sighs> I was trying to see if I could rack my brain to see if I could, I could always forget their name. So you you wanted to have it lined up, otherwise I it's to have a, it lined up um, because it it is it, it's almost uncanny. You know the two jokes I told you yesterday. Yeah. Can I tell you the other short oh, one? Please is do. it spicy? I I I told a joke last week and some people missed it on the ads, but it was really funny. So I'm going to tell you another short joke. Where did Saddam Hussein keep his CDs? In Iraq. Um, <laughs> Hillary Swank. Hillary, you look like Hillary Swank. Google, That's so funny. Google I can see it. Google a picture of Hillary Swank. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it is. For a million dollar boy. Well, we have Million Dollar Baby. That one. You're thinking the boys don't cry. I am. Um, particularly when I had long hair, we had the exact same, like, the straight hair as well. We've got the same nose, same, like, chin shape. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> Absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Great stuff. Great. I've seen it. Yeah, that's that, good. That's my, that's my twin right there. Um, and we have a missing username here. Please do. Uh, we apologize for that. Uh, let us know. Let our moderators know in the chats who you are. And we can get your name read out before the show goes off the air. Who says, I had this thought. Jay never looked at the contract on SmackDown. That he ripped it up. That's how he won't win the title. Ollie had a really interesting bit of fantasy booking um, earlier on. And I don't know if he wants to keep it to himself i want to say because i thought it was quite good so credit to ollie davis for this which was that um he sees a world where um 
Jay or, or, or Roman breaks the rules of tribal combat, so wins the match, um, and thus keeps the championship, but the elders strip him mm. of being the tribal chief and hand it over to Jay, and that way you can continue the storyline. Like I say, I don't see for a second that championship coming off Roman. Got no, all, no. all the respect in the world to Jay, who I think has been an apps. I've said it a million times, an absolute major player in this. His performances have really been a lot of the beating heart of what's gone down over the past year or so. I just don't think that that's who you give the belt to at this point. Um, I agree. Yeah, I, uh, I, 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 I'll go into this tomorrow on tomorrow's uh, show. I think Roman retains. Jimmy turns on Jay. Payback is a triple threat. Um, Jay, Jimmy, and Roman. Mm. Or, or a fatal four way throw solo in there. I'm, I'm just really, really sure about Roman winning tomorrow. On Saturday, you mean? That one. I'm just really sure about it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, what a tease that is uh, for this coming Saturday. Uh, because we're, it is a busy, busy week here on the Rest Talk Podcast channel. It's SummerSlam week. I'm very excited. Tomorrow it is the SummerSlam predictions. It's myself and Chopper Pete Quinnell. We are fighting over the Jam That Championship. And then on Thursday, it's Dynamite 200. On Friday, my 32-minute chat with Double J, Jeff Jarrett. We'll be going live here on this channel. Bree, and if I may, woo. And on Saturday, it will be the SmackDown review, followed by our SummerSlam predictions later on that evening. On the Sunday, it will be myself and Pete uh, Quinnell reviewing SummerSlam. And then on Monday, it will be me and you reviewing Collision. Mm -hmm. And then on Tuesday, you We're and back I again. back again to review Monday Night Raw. I might make cocktails for Saturday. Oh, I've got a little bar cart going on. I can make us a little summer. summer. I can have like a pina colada. <gasps> Something. Uh, something summary. That'd be the fanciest live stream reactions we've ever done. That's why you bring me in. The fanciest it's got so far as I once had a gin and a tin. You did have that. I gave it to you. I got you several. Oh, and I'm, this is like when we first started oh. doing live streams as well. Like I, I bought snacks and I bought G and T's in tins. Oh. And I was like, I was like, I'm so fancy. Just you wait. <laughs> So please do press the subscribe button if it's your first time here and you've made it this far. Also, press the thumbs up button. Go and follow me on Instagrams. Oh I am God. up to 898 uh, followers. That's actually really impressive. That is impressive. And 159 people uh, have uh, liked the photo and 64 people have commented. <laughs> I mean, that's all about <laughs> the engagement. Look at this engagement. Look at this. Oh, I've made a full mistake. I should have also done that. That's really good engagement. Oh, well, never mind. Never mind. It's my idea now. Yeah. Thank you all so much for watching. I have been Luco in DAD. This has been the Professor Dan Layton. We have been pretty dadly. Jam that jam. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.